folks, we've got Curtis Steigers here. This is very exciting. Curtis, I am excited about this interview, but my wife is positively giddy to the point <laughs> she said, maybe I can host this episode. And I told her, no, no, he's mine. Uh, uh, Curtis has been, been touring England. He's yeah, we'll talk more about that in a second. And it's got some some dates coming up in uh, San Antonio and Austin. That that that's a drivable thing for me. I might be able to do that. And your new album is called This Life. Very excited about this album. Welcome to Wheel of Randy, Curtis. Woohoo! Thank you very much. Uh, we were talking earlier about about your your time in England, and it sounds like it got detoured. Yeah, I I played London. Uh well week before last uh through uh through the, the the end of the month and then uh tested negative uh for covid to come home uh, on monday well, actually sunday afternoon i tested negative got home on monday night with a with a sore throat and and tested positive for covid so i've been i've been locked away for the last week i have i only felt bad for about a, a day and a half and then i've i have felt perfectly fine since then but i keep uh uh, so far, I keep testing ever so slightly positive for COVID. Just a super thin line on that home test is driving me insane. You, you know, so. I, I keep squinting at that line saying, I don't see anything, but they tell me it can be real faint. And well, so far, so good. So <laughs> yeah. you are, are, are stuck at home. Home is Idaho. Is that right? Yes, I live in Boise, Idaho. It's where I grew up. Uh, I was born in uh, I was born in California, but um, my mother was from Idaho, so we moved back here when I was about uh, seven or eight. And uh, then when I was 21, back in 1987, I moved to New York City, and I was there for 16 years until I moved back here to raise my daughter uh, in a you know in a nice place. So it mm -hmm. was after nine. She was born in 2000, and so when 9/11 happened, it just seemed like the thing to do to to get back to a. Uh, to, to Idaho. However, my daughter now goes to college in New York. She's oh, left well. me from, she's left me to go live my dream life. There you go. Boise's growing like crazy from what I've heard. It's, it's, it is, it's the, it's the most overpriced uh, real estate market in the country now, I mean, <laughs> officially. And uh, it's, it's mad. I mean, it's really, it's, it's getting to be a bit much. I love this town and I, I really, uh, you know, I'm I'm very active here in the community, but the community has has changed a lot, and uh, it's gotten it's it's anyway. The the politics get weirder and weirder everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who just got stationed at the Air Force Base there, and while uh, he swore he would never live on base again, once he started looking around, boys, he said, "Yeah, I guess I'm staying on base for this gig." Yeah, yeah, it's it's impossible. I mean, I feel really terrible for for young people who are, you know, starting to I mean, even to rent a place here, it's just it's insane. It's really it's really gone nuts. You you, you can't believe it. But it's beautiful country. And uh it is. It's it's a lovely place to live. And uh, aside from the extra uh plane ride to get to to Europe uh to work, it's uh, it's a really nice place to live. Sure. How how have uh, health issues aside? How how's the tour in Europe going? It's it, uh, you're all over England, from what I could tell. Yeah, I leave uh, I leave in another week and, and head back to the UK. I've got a three and a half uh, week tour of the UK, and then come back and start doing a bunch of American dates. The album just came out a week ago. Basically, I uh, my album came out uh, Friday the twenty fifth, and then uh, I got COVID three days later. It's like <laughs> I tweet, I tweet, I tweeted. Who else released their new album and got COVID this weekend? Uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it uh, um, so it's it, it's out, and I'm back on the road. I mean, I spent a year and a half having not having a job at all. You know, sitting at home in my kitchen, uh, wondering if I was ever going to play music again. Started back up in, uh, last summer. Uh, in a limited capacity, you know, played, played some gigs, uh, last year at the, you know, the second half of the year, but this year is, you know, I'm back at it, back at it full time. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. I miss, I miss being on stage. I miss singing for people. I'm really digging this album. This is, first of all, this would be a great introduction to someone not familiar with your work. It's got it, it. It's got your 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 hits. It's it's got you know what, what you're known for. But at the same time, they're they're uh, in a very different style from 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 the originals. Um, in, in particular, you know, you know, I I 
graduated high school in 91. So, you know, I wonder why I was everywhere in, yeah, in 91 yeah. and 92. Uh, and it was really nice to get a fresh take on the song. I really enjoyed this version uh, on this. Well, live. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this this whole album is uh, obviously it's a it's the 30 year 30 year anniversary of my first album. And uh, so the idea of of looking back uh, seemed seemed like a good one. I, I have not looked back in 30 years. I mean, there was a I thought about doing this at, at 25 years and I was busy. I had I had other stuff to do. I didn't I wasn't ready to, you know, to sort of stop and, and look at look at where I've you know fr from where I've come. But uh, uh, it seemed like a good time to do it. And the approach for the record is basically I I play my songs differently than I did when they were recorded. I, I have evolved as an artist, as a musician, mm -hmm. as a person, you know, I'm 56 now, I was 25 when that first record came out. So uh, it, I, I have different versions of these songs. We, ha we have, I play, when I tour, I, I tour with a jazz or as a jazz quintet. And uh, these songs, I wonder why you're all that matters to me, never saw a miracle, those, those hits from my first uh, record and then other songs they sound different so I wanted to I wanted to show that I wanted to show the growth and the evolution I wanted to take at least a minute and look back uh, and uh, sort of nod to where I've come from I, I'm not going to do that again I'm ready to move forward I'm ready to move on and and head down the road again but uh, it, it it feels good it feels good to to uh, sort of revisit these things my fans hear these uh, these arrangements all the time when I'm on the road they hear this new version of I Wonder Why. They've been hearing it for several years. And, you know, I sign CDs at the end of every show, or at least until uh, the plague hit. And, uh, um, and uh, uh, you know, they they ask for it. You know, gosh, you should record these versions. And I've always said, nah, I don't want to record that song again. That's that's old hat. But 30 years seemed like a, seemed like it was all right. I, I, I love that you, you've all, it seems like you've always you've done things on, on your terms that that uh, that the the first album you know it, it that could have been the template for 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 you know you you could have done that over and over and over and you know made a living but uh, i you 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 you've stayed stayed true to form and and you've you you've evolved as an artist and 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 yeah it's just like it you're never... doing what you love it never occurred to me to to do the same thing over and over again. I mean, I I I, I figured out early on that that's what my record company wanted me to do, and so I, I definitely, I kind of had to dismantle my my pop success in order to keep doing what I wanted to do. You know, I I, I ran afoul of Clive Davis, the president of Arista Records, because uh -oh. he for my yeah, and that's a you know that's a that. It's a foolhardy uh, battle to take on, to be honest, because he's one of the most uh, powerful men in the history of uh, of the record business. Um, but uh, I just didn't I didn't want to do other people's songs with producers that I wasn't interested in working with. I wanted to I wanted to write my songs, uh, uh, you know, at least co-write them and uh, and pick the songs and the producers and the musicians that I worked with and to. Uh, he 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 wanted something else so we it took three and a half years for my second record to come out after my first record my first record was was very successful it sold a million and a half copies i had a couple of hit records all over a couple of hit singles all over the world but by the time that second record came out not only had the momentum died from my own career also pop radio had changed immensely because oh, absolutely you know it, from from 91 to 95 it went from you know pop pop stations to alternative stations they right. were all playing alice in chains and uh and pearl jam and uh nirvana and uh alanis morissette which you know i dug i was listening to that stuff but mm -hmm. that's not what what i was and i didn't fit so there was really that second record came out and it was uh it fizzled uh you know it it's still sold a lot i mean compare i would kill to sell you know 175,000 <laughs> copies which is what that sold right. these days but uh but back then you know after having sold a million and a half copies of my first album to to sell just a couple of hundred thousand was it was a huge uh disappointment to which is one of the reasons that uh I decided soon after that to get the hell out of the pop business because mm -hmm. uh, what I realized is that every time I made a record, I'd spend a year or two writing it and producing it and, and you know, pouring my heart out onto this, uh, onto this disc. And if it didn't get on the radio in the first two weeks, 
it was a failure. It was, it was deemed a failure. And I, I hate that. I, you know, I mean, music is, should be, uh, I don't know. It should be judged by what it sounds like. And uh, I get, you know, the whole pop radio thing. I just don't want to live in it. So it, it, it occurred to me at a certain point, I, I got to get away from this. I got to step away. Um, also, I, you know, didn't want to be compared to Michael Bolton anymore. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> They, that 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 first album it's like did, did their hairstylist say bolting this guy up as much as possible well if you if you look at photos of the two of us there's a there are great differences in our hairstyles in fact i never had a mullet uh ever you know people <laughs> in, in england every now and then someone will say oh that's the sax player with a mullet and i never had a mullet it was all just long hair it was long hair for christ's sake yeah it's um, 91 whereas, come on what are you gonna do well yeah and, and i mean everyone had mullets i mean all the cool guys had mullets you know yeah. uh, um, lou reed had a mullet for christ's sake but i did <laughs> i didn't um anyway it's uh it, it was just time for me to to move. So I made one more album, one more pop album. The, my third album is an album called Brighter Days. Uh, it, it, and it was on Columbia Records. I was able to get away from from Arista Records. I signed with Columbia. They um, they let me make the record I wanted to make. Ed Cherney and Bob Field Jr. produced it. Jim Keltner played drums on it and uh, uh, Ben Montinch played some some organ and uh, Davey Farragher from uh, Elvis Costello and the uh, the imposters uh, and and cracker I mean it was such a cool record it's exactly what I wanted to make and about eight people and my mom purchased it that was uh, <laughs> uh, so that's when I knew it was time to leave pop music altogether and and I I eventually uh, turned to uh, my friends at Concord Records and I made a bunch of records for them over the last 20 years and until recently. Now I've now I've got my own label. So uh tell me how you uh how you you uh came to the attention of the Sons of Anarchy folks. How did how, how did that whole whole thing happen? Well Bob Bob Field Jr., whom I mentioned was the uh was the producer, uh one of the producers, co-producer of uh, uh Brighter Days, that third record of mine. Bob uh, was the music supervisor for that. So we'd known each other for 25 years. We'd been writing together and making records and we're pals. And he called me up one day, it's what, 13 years ago and said, uh, hey, Curtis, I, I got a new job, uh, which, which I thought was funny just in itself that he would have a job, you know, because uh, he was a, a songwriter. Um, he, he was the music supervisor and they had, he and uh, Dave Kushner, who was one of the, one of the uh, members of uh, Velvet Revolver, uh, previous previous to that okay. he and Dave Kushner had um, had written uh, the theme song to this TV show that he was this music supervisor for and they, and they needed lyrics would I write lyrics and I was home I wasn't on the road at that time and so I said sure what's this what's the show about and he said it's a it's about bloodthirsty gun running bikers and I said well no wonder you called me <laughs> those are those are my people um but uh yeah so I I saw the the little trailer and yeah it was in fact about bloodthirsty uh, gun running bikers who looked who were actually very good looking and and had very clean leather jackets and uh and so I wrote a lyric and uh, sent in a demo of it, or at least you know recorded my vocal to their to their track that they had uh, sent me. And um, long story short, it ended up not only being uh, the song, uh, but also I my my singing became you know that the track. It was uh, I am the I am the voice of Sons of Anarchy, uh, which is is cool. We were nominated for an Emmy Award for the uh, for the writing of the song and. Uh, won a bunch of ASCAP awards and uh, it's, it's, it's been a treat. You know, I, I even did a, a short tour with the, the, the forest Rangers, which is, was the, the made up name Bob made up for the band that, that made the music for the show, which included uh, uh, Katie Seagal. She came out on the road oh, with nice. us and sang, sang. Uh, and uh, so yeah, it was fun. It was, uh, it was different. It was, you know, at that, by that point I was making jazz records. I was touring with a jazz quintet and, I got to go out and, you know, scream my head off and sing rock and roll and blues again. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, so do bikers show up to your shows and do they get, get a little confused? <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I mean, you, you would think so. Um, but mo a lot of the fans of that show aren't bikers. A lot of the fans of that show are like school teachers and, oh, yeah. you know, 
but it, it's 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 amazing the people that come and say, "Oh, I just love that show." It's like Jesus, I had to turn it off after the first season; it got too violent. And you, you nice little old lady, you love you. Oh yeah, it, I mean, it's it it was really uh, um, it was very interesting to see who loved that show. It, it yeah. got pretty brutal. It was very yeah. very vi- violent show, and uh, um, but. Uh, but yeah, there, there is a, I, I always, I kind of have it in the back of my mind that if I ever get cornered in a biker bar, I'll just start singing that song and <laughs> hope, hope it saves my life. I, I keep thinking of that, uh, that David Allen co line where he's got the cowboys and the bikers and the hippies all together at the same show, just kind of <laughs> staring each other down. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, well the, with me, it's the, the jazz fans, the, uh, the, the MOR uh, pop fans, and then the, the bikers all together, just <laughs> living and living as one. And so the, I, I did in fact re-record that song as well, because when, you know, when we play on, that song live on with this, the jazz on this on, new album, on this, this, life, yeah, yeah. this, this life is, uh, that's the title of, of the Sons of Anarchy tune. So I used it as the, as the title, uh, for this new album. Uh, we had to figure out a way to play that song live, uh, for the people that came to hear it, uh, at my shows. And, uh, so we, we figured, I mean, there's no, I don't play with a electric guitars. I don't, you know, I, we're, we're a much different sounding band. So it's still got the sort of darkness to it, but it's more kind of tribal and, and, uh, and moody uh, yeah. than, uh, than, than shouty. I found that whispering works. Sometimes wh- whispering is uh, more more powerful uh, than than yelling. Uh, that's what I've learned in my old age. One of the things, anyway. There you go. Uh, do you still play sax? You know, as as, as part of the the act. Or? I do. I do. I, I I won't ever stop playing the saxophone. I mean, people know me as a singer saxophonist. Uh, so you know, it's it's something I do. I. I I'm not a jazz saxophonist. I'm a rhythm and blues saxophonist. When I was growing up, uh, you know, I and learning how to play sax, I w- I wanted to play saxophone the way Jimmy Page played guitar. That's uh, that, you know, I wanted to be a rock and roll guitar player. I wanted to be or a blues guitar player. You know, I I, I listened to a lot of BB uh, King when I was in uh, you know just just uh, in in just out of high school. I listened to a lot of blues, and so. When I play the saxophone, I tend to bend notes as opposed to play a lot of notes. Uh, when there's a really good jazz saxophonist in the room, I put the sax down and I sing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the smart, that's the, the prudent thing to do. Yeah. So let's talk a little Randy, Curtis. Um, oh, be- yeah. Before we get to the song that you've picked, and, and I know you've, 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 you've done several uh, songs of his, um, it, I wonder if you could give some advice to, to my listeners who are songwriters about because you know you have experience as a songwriter and as a person who selects songs who who knows what to look for uh in Mm -hmm. a song to cover what makes randy as a songwriter so special Hmm. oh man i mean there's so there are so many things uh one of the things that I mean, let's just start technically. Let's not even start emotionally because uh, that's the huge thing. But one of the things that Randy Newman does a lot of the time, uh, he writes songs that are more technically uh, uh, constructed like uh, Jerome Kern or George Gershwin would have written a song. Mm -hmm. They are more, um, they tend to be a verse, a verse, a bridge and a verse, or at least the ones that I've recorded. Um, So they, you know, there, and there are certainly, you know, this, that there are are songs uh, of his that aren't that way that have big choruses, but I tend to look for as a, as someone who covers other people's songs, I tend to look for songs that don't have the giant chorus that are more like they've got uh, maybe the title in the first line of the song uh, of each verse or the last line of each verse, that kind of a thing. Um, Mm. uh, So there's that. Uh, He just, he writes like an old fashioned composer. Um, The, the, the emotions in Randy Newman songs are so close to the surface. Uh, In the case of Marie, for instance, which is the first Randy Newman song that I covered. Mm. That song is, 
heartbreaking. It's brutal. Uh, you know, this guy is suffering and he's, he's not a good guy. He's, no, he, or no, he's no. not a great guy. He's not a terrible guy, but he's not a great guy, which is so Randy Newman. Randy Newman does something that I'm unable to do as a writer. And that's right from, from a, from a, a point of view of uh, you know someone that isn't him he yeah. it's you know it's 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 as though he's writing a, a play uh you know or, or a show a broadway show where he will create a character that is flawed i love that and i love um i mean the way i sang it i was i was able to sing it and not think of myself as quite as flawed as that guy you can still sing you can still sing that song and and be uh, you know, not the the best husband or the best boyfriend, but still not be a complete piece of garbage. And that right. there's always that fine line. He always he is always able to inject, almost always able to inject some sort of humanity and decency in in somebody who isn't perfect, who isn't uh, you know the best guy in the world. And I. I love that. I love the ambiguity. And I also love that, well, my approach to the songs that I've recorded by Randy have been to find my own way to say it. You know, I mean, uh, with Marie, again, I, I, I did inhabit that character, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't go the, 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 the whole way. I didn't feel like I had to be that horrible guy that I could just be, you know, kind of a, a guy who maybe could be doing a little bit better and is trying is yeah. driving anyway, if yeah. that makes any sense. But, uh -huh. but yeah, I mean, the guy just I, to, to be that great of a, of a composer, musically speaking. And he is, I think he's just a brilliant, brilliant uh, composer, but on top of that, to write lyrics that are so they're so refined and they're so uh, uh, there's ambiguity and there's, there's uh, uh there's just there's there's so much humanity and so much I don't know literary brilliance. I I I I can't begin to tell you how much I love Randy Newman's writing. I I first uh, spoke with you real briefly. I don't even, you know if you even remember this a few huh. months ago. Uh, David Wilde recommended your uh, version of Living Without You. Ah uh, yeah. Which um, yes. And uh, we talked about how. Uh, 9-11 really flavored uh, your interpretation of that. Tell me a little about that. Indeed. Well, I ha I recorded it a month after 9-11. Uh, wow. it, it, it appeared on my album Secret Heart, uh, which was my second you know, jazz record. Uh, came out in 2002, but we recorded it October of 2001. And, uh, you know, I'd always thought of that song. Uh, I knew that song from the live uh, Randy Newman record from the bitter end. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that solo Gosh, I version. I love that record it's, so that's, much. It's, it's such a great record. It's yeah. Such, it's, I, I, I feel like he's in, I feel like he's in my living room. Uh, yeah. It would be, how great would it be to have Randy Newman in your living room? I, uh, yeah. It, it, it really, it, it, that's, that's how I, uh, I heard that song first. And, and I always thought of it as a song about lost love. I thought it was a guy who, uh, you know, like we all did, uh, you know, uh, that, that it was a guy who she'd, she'd left and, and he was, he couldn't get up in the morning anymore. Yeah. And, and it was a heartbreaking, heartbreaking song. But when I, I went into the booth, I was at Capitol uh, studios in, in, uh, in Hollywood. I went into the booth and started to sing that song. And I was overwhelmed. And of course, at that point we were all, uh, we all had our, our feelings really close to the surface because 9-11 and, and just, anthrax was hidden right then. <clears throat> oh yeah. I mean, and, yeah, it was, mad. it was terrifying. It was heartbreaking. I lived in New York at the time. So I actually knew uh, a couple of people who, who uh, had lost spouses in, in the attack. So it was, um, it was really close to home. I started to sing the song and suddenly it was about something. It was about New York. It was just from then on, every time I sang the song, every time I hear the song, I think of that. Uh, and, you know, I, you could, um, yeah, I mean, there, it, it works. It works because the lyric is simple. He doesn't say too much, but he says just enough to spell out 
absolute heartbreak at, at loss and it could yeah. be a loss of any sort but in in my instance i'm standing in that booth at capitol studios uh, a month after uh 911 and and whew, it 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 took me away and there are still times when i sing that song when i get lost in it actually there was a there was a reviewer in the village voice uh, not long after that, who who um, came to my show at the Algonquin, uh, which doesn't even have a, the Oak Room at the Algonquin. They don't even they don't even do that that room anymore. But uh, I was playing there, and he talked about how I I I when I sang the song, it was almost as though I might not come back. You know, I just mm. I fall I fall into songs when I sing them, and that song in particular, uh, I just sort of lose myself in the heartbreak of it, which is. Uh, you know what a good song should do i think yeah. I, I i was i've always been really impressed uh that song about how a guy from la can can uh write a song about a subway shaking his floor and yes. pull it off you know he, uh, amazing yeah i mean it, he 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 inhabits characters so well i mean i just assumed that randy at some point you know lived in new york and and had that but uh yeah, but yeah. no i mean how hard is it to you know i mean he 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 put himself in in somebody else's shoes and oh god it's mm. it's, it's it's beautiful yeah so what song are we discussing today curtis <laughs> let's talk about them all come on sure why not um well uh what did I say? Re Real emotional girl? Yeah, yeah, that's what I have yeah. here. Folks, pause this for a minute and go listen to Real Emotional Girl. This is off the album Trouble in Paradise. Mm. And once you've done that and wiped your tears away, we will be <laughs> right back. Oh, I love this song, Curtis. I love it's it a, so it, much. You know, I it's a it's, it's a crazy good song. Uh, my daughter is 24. Your daughter mm. is 20, 22. She just yeah. turned 22. Yeah. 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 And that's probably about, about the age of, of the girl in the song. That's, that's what we're, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. 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 It's uh it is uh it, it's so uh, it's heartbreaking. And it is also, I, I look at this song in a different way than Randy Newman does, actually. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop a name here. It's not yeah, really dropping a name because we've been talking. talking about. But I, but I actually finally got to meet Randy uh, last summer. I, 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 I finally, I had never seen Randy Newman play live, and I've recorded five of Randy Newman's songs <laughs> on my records. I have named two of my albums after his songs, and yet I had never managed to be in the same town. Uh, where he was playing live and uh, I he played in Sun Valley Idaho which is just a, a couple of hours uh, north of, of here in Boise and the uh, I had played at the theater uh, that he was going to be playing at uh, a few months before uh, and and the the I, I sang a Randy song. I, I sang "I'll Be Home" uh, when I did when I did my show at this little theater in Sun Valley, and the 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 theater booker came back and said, "Wow, I just I think I thought it was so uh, cool that you played a Randy Newman song. You know he's going to be here in two months." And I said, "You're kidding." He said, "You want tickets?" He so he held me he held me a couple of seats, and my wife and I uh, drove up to Sun Valley, and I was just so excited. And about an hour before the 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 promoter the 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 booker at the at the theater said hey um would you he texted me and said hey would you be interested in, in introducing randy on stage tonight <laughs> i said no, i don't know i said are you effing kidding me <laughs> of course if i don't die if i don't die uh from from uh fright yes i would love to so i um I got to uh, I got to hang out with Randy before the show and say hello, and then um, afterwards have a chat with him. My wife and I chatted with him, and uh, um, it, it was an incredible show. He was beautiful. He was everything I ever imagined. He was funny. He was sweet. He was uh, he he killed it. He played all the songs I wanted him to play, and actually played a song. Uh, that I hadn't heard before, which is uh, shocking, or at least I didn't know that I'd heard it. That uh, um, what was it? Um, um, 
well, I'll think of it later, but uh, it was, it was a, it was a revelation. And I got to introduce him and talk about the fact that I'd recorded so many of his songs and on and on. And um, afterwards we chatted and the song that came up was Real Emotional Girl. Uh, and uh, I named my album Real Emotional. Uh, that was uh, one of my albums came out in 2007 or something, 2008, because um and the song was on the record, but I didn't think that Curtis Steiger's real emotional girl would be quite the, you know, I mean, it'd be like, right. I'm a real emotional girl. So I took off girl. So it wasn't exactly named after it. Anyway, um, I think he knew that I'd recorded that. So we started talking about it and he was, he was just so gentle and warm and, and open uh, chatting with me. I, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, and he said, yeah, the thing about that song is, uh, you know, the guy's, you know, he's kind of a jerk. And I said, well, yeah, I get it. I get that because he's speaking out of turn when, when he's telling whoever he's singing this song to, or telling this song to, he's, he's talking, he's talking out of school. He's saying, oh, she, she even cries in her sleep. I've heard her many times before. He's saying, you know, I've slept with her, you know, she, you know, I've, and, and that is his take on this song. And I knew that before I knew going into that he had, oh. I'd read interviews with him, but so I, I wanted to chat with him about it because for me, um, the guy, yeah, I get it. He probably shouldn't be talking about what, you know, what he hears when he's in bed with this, with this woman uh, to somebody else. However, I, from my point of view, I, you know, as, as the narrator, as I take his song and make it me, um, I, I look at it as, well, he's, he's confiding to his very closest friend. And I mean, the guy's clearly in love, uh, in my opinion, although in Randy's on in Randy's from Randy's take, this guy isn't in love. He's just, he's another guy who's kind of taken advantage of this girl who is, is real emotional. She's uh, and she turns on easy. It's like a hurricane. You know, he's he's telling stories he shouldn't be telling. Yeah. And um, and, and so I said, well, we, I get that, Randy. You know, here I am arguing with Randy Newman about his song. <laughs> no, no, Randy. Actually, your song is about no. But I, I said, well, here, here's how I sing it. And I explained that, in fact, uh, he's either talking to somebody that's really close and he's he's bearing his soul and he's he's the, he he's making it clear that he's madly in love with this girl or he's just talking to himself he's just thinking about it you know and that's i think for me that's probably the easier way that he's not even he's just he's just it's just it's just him thinking about this woman and how he feels about her um and she you know she there's there's a lot of really personal stuff in it you know not yeah, just the sexual yeah, yeah. stuff not just the she cries in her sleep and she turns on easy it's like a hurricane you've got to hold on tight to her i mean that's very it's very sexual um but beyond that the the, the very intimate facts of her you know um uh, um the the bridge you know she um uh, uh, when she moved out on her own and her, her daddy helped her move on out on her own. She, she met a boy, he broke her heart and now she lives alone. I mean, Oh God, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking. And um, if you look at it from the point of view of that guy that Randy wrote it about, okay. who is, you know, an imperfect guy, like the Marie, uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. Marie narrator, you know, somebody who isn't, isn't isn't a great guy um it's it's darker and i i love that i love that it you know that randy's written this really beautiful love song that's really dark too i decided to make in order to make it my own and to be able to sing it with conviction every night uh it became you know a much less uh, uh i don't know a tell all kind of dirty uh, you know locker room talk kind of a thing but i think you know according to randy that's that's where he, uh, you know, where he put this song and where he put the narrator, which I, I just find fascinating, you know, and, and to have finally gotten to talk to him about it after all these years, yeah. it was, uh, um, and my wife, you know, piped, piped up because she's, she's one of those people that hears about half of the lyrics of a song, you know, she's not like, uh -huh. nerd, she's not a nerd like us where she learns every single word. She's <laughs> like, like, I, like oh. I, 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 pl I played sail away for my wife. She's like, oh, that's so pretty. 
guess you missed a couple of those lines, honey. <laughs> I mean, but, but but that's the thing about Rand, Randy's stuff. You know, it can it, it can be it, it's ambiguous isn't exactly the right word, but you know, it, it can be read in different ways. I mean, just look at short people for Christ's sake. I yeah, mean, yeah. how, how misunderstood was he for that? You know, I mean, it's the most obvious satire, but when I was a kid, I just thought, yeah, he ate yeah. short people, you know? <laughs> and then I started, then I bought that album and I bought uh, the next album and I started looking at the lyrics and realizing, Oh, this guy's, this guy's, uh, he's talking about stuff that's a lot deeper than, than is just on the surface. This is kind of blowing my mind, Curtis, and, and talk about it being, you know, subject to interpretation. I've never seen "Real Emotional Girl" as as a, a, a sexual song at all. Uh, wow. I'd always seen it at the lens of of an imperfect father daughter thing. Um, oh. That he heard her cry, you know, as, as as a kid. And I'm not here to correct Randy or, or to correct you. It's just <laughs> that's that's the lens and that's that your... I saw it through. Right, and, and that's and, how you could. And that's how you could re record it on your record. That's yeah. what's so cool about it. You know, yeah. songs, songs, songs come. But if you but if you really look at it from the way Randy talks about it, um, I mean, it, it makes it makes sense. I mean, the dad comes in in the in the bridge, mm -hmm. but he's being talked about, you know, um, at 18 years she, uh, for 18 years, she lived at home. She was daddy's little girl. Right. Then daddy helped her move out on her own. This guy's actually talking about her dad and and her, you know, See, as I, someone I, I else. Just, I just I just saw that as talking about himself in the third person. So I, is, I hear you. And well, that's this the, the that was the who, thing. Is this the guy who broke her heart? Who's singing no, this? No, 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 he's not. He's talking about somebody else who broke her heart. He came along after, um, and uh, uh, you know he's he's there kind of he's less of a you know less of a bad guy than the guy who broke her heart. So you know there it start it's it's basically him talking about being with this woman and she's been through all of this oh and now she's gosh. very and she's very careful now. And uh, I love but, that line. She's very very careful. Yeah. Yes, she's she very, is very careful. Yes, that she just, is. Oh, yeah. there's so much unspoken there. That yeah, I the, me as the protective father gets yes yeah. yes, and she's, you can still she's scared you can still you can still as a as a dad um feel exactly the same way you do about you've always felt about this song I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. you you do want to protect her um but there is I mean it's 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 pretty telltale and again I I suppose you could you could look at it as he's just talking about her emotionally but that line you know. She turns on easy. It's like a hurricane. You've got to hold on tight to her. Yeah. That is, I mean, for my money and, and Randy Newman's money. Okay. He's talking about, you know, he's talking about being with her. Um, okay. uh, but God, what a good song. I mean, I still, I get, I get goosebumps when I think about it. It's just, it's, it's lovely. And I maintain that my version uh, is, is valid because damn it, I sang it. Um, and, uh, and Randy was very sweet about it. He wasn't like, oh no, you're wrong. You can't sing it like that. He, he, he just kind of, he just kind of smiled wistfully and said, yeah, I see. I, I can see that, huh? Kind of like, yeah, you do whatever you want, kid. That's fine. <laughs> just send me a check every now and then why don't you it's I, not I'm like sure his songs I'm sure haven't I've... been misused before <laughs> oh no kidding yeah and but... uh and certainly covered a lot there there are many people who have uh made him a lot more money than i have i'm sure i've made him tens of dollars <laughs> well you oh no your tickets were comps so i guess we can't add that in <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right not All even right. that Oh my gosh. Well, Curtis, it's the dangerous part of the podcast. This is when we spin the wheel and uh -oh. we've got uh, 120 uh, Randy Newman songs at random spinning on the screen. And folks, you can play the home game, go to at Wheel of Randy and the pinned tweet is the screen spinning wheel. So what I want you to do is yell stop and we will discuss whatever it lands on. And if you don't know it, we'll listen to a clip. Okay, great. I hope I know it. You got a lot of songs. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. Stop. Oh, oh damn it. No, it landed on, I want everyone to like me. Oh, I see. I saw, I thought it landed on, she chose me. Oh. 
you know what? For I you, we'll do Cheetos. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so this is great because it it, it, <laughs> it did stop on it for a second and then it kept Fame rolling. Fame has so let's its just privileges, say, people. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what's what's very interesting about it stopping right on that song is that was the song I whose name I could not remember that Randy sang oh. at the show. For some reason, I missed that song. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, off, a, it's off of Dark Matter, off of his latest one. So yeah. Right. So I, I haven't... I haven't dug, I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to dig into that yet. Um, oh my gosh. It's, it's such a lovely song. And it is, remember what I was saying about verse, verse, bridge, verse, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of old fashioned uh, uh, composition uh, of, of the tune. It, it fits perfectly. So Randy played that song. He started playing this song and it was like, wait, well, that sounds kind of, familiar but i i don't know this song and he starts to sing it and my you know my eyes get bigger and bigger you know i could just feel my face sort of just like <gasps> because it was it was the discovery of of the next randy newman cover that i'm going to do absolutely i mean word for word you know it's basically um i can't i mean i don't even have i don't i wish i had the lyrics in front of me um here i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna find it really fast so that we can uh, talk through it because i i actually wrote them down and i learned the tune on my guitar uh, it's very it's very simple you know deceptively simple the way randy newman uh no that's the wrong one she it starts off me. not much to talk to i know how it, i look right 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 um um so uh randy there we go so i can have him in front of me thank you for your patience all right oh, yeah sure. not much i'm not much to talk to and i know how i look what i know about life comes out of a book but of all of the people there are in the world she chose me holy mackerel yeah. that's just i mean what a love song you know yeah. and it's so it's so randy you know it's that sort of uh you know the self-deprecating you know i'm i i i'm not so great you know it reminds me of in uh what is it uh uh the, the the song about uh the Karl Marx song you know where he says uh, where he's um, at the PTA meeting <laughs> yeah he's at, he's at the PTA meeting and that's all these beautiful, beautiful mommies yeah. and then they're all there with with men who much like me froggish, froggish men, men. <laughs> <laughs> love that it's just so that that song is brilliant anyway we could we could go on and on about that yeah, one too yeah, yeah. next next time I'm on we'll talk about that song um <laughs> but yeah I mean what and then most of my life been been on my own whatever i did i did it alone and then she came alone uh, and she then came she along came, then now she I'm came along alone. yeah it's written here now i'm not alone since she chose me i mean it's just it's such a lovely love song it, it has really all is. those great kind of i mean the stuff that he does on piano i always thought it's like somewhere between scott joplin and aaron copeland as far uh -huh. as that sort of big wide open uh uh all American chords uh, that are both classical and jazz and, you know, Stephen Foster pop, you know, mm -hmm. 200 year old pop music, uh, 150 year old pop music. So um, it's just it's just great. Every, every night I thank the lucky stars above me that someone as beautiful as she could really love me. And she and really she loves, loves me. me. And it's just that that thing again, where it's just like, I can't <laughs> believe how that she, you know, I'm, I'm so plain, or I'm so this, I'm so bad, I'm so whatever. And she still, she, she, she loves me. Um, it makes me think of, I mean, it kind of got me the same way that that lovely tune from Toy Story, uh, um, When She Loved Me. Was that the, from the second? I, I don't know the second one. Yeah. From the second one, which is yeah, just. That Sarah McLaughlin does. Oh, my God. She oh. murders that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and it's like, when she loved me, you know, it's just like, when somebody loved me. Anyway, back to this song. So the last, the last verse is, from time to time, I ask myself, why was it I and nobody else, the most beautiful girl that I'd ever seen? And she chose me just it yeah it's, i mean it's a lovely song i i i that he's still writing perfect songs like that for me to sing is it's really sweet of him to do for me don't you think that, <laughs> yes, that randy very, randy very sweet he he, uh, he 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 could he could have doubled down on the cynicism and uh he didn't with this one right yeah, yeah he, he, didn't. he didn't i i i i i'm impressed with that you know uh, i think um you know perhaps he's uh i mean i'm sure there's there's he gives himself the business here but yeah <laughs> yes he does but it isn't to he doesn't uh he doesn't go he doesn't go dark here and and that's uh i like that uh, yeah 
I'm fine with it. I don't have I don't have to uh, figure out a, a way to reinterpret it. I can I can pretty much sing it straight as opposed to having to try to get rid of or at least varnish some of the really rough parts of of uh, of the uh, um, of of the character that I'm singing from. Yeah, that whole album is is worth worth a close listen. You know, if I can, well, be, I, yeah, if I can be I, putting stuff like that out in 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 my seventies, good grief! My um, God, yeah, I know, I know. He's, uh, I, I, I just, I marvel at at how great his stuff is and how he just he keeps churning it out. And uh, um, I mean, and the all the the move the the movie the soundtrack work is just so great. You just can't. You can't you can't mistake a Randy a Randy Newman soundtrack. He's every yeah. bit as uh, recognizable as as any as any soundtrack uh, as yeah. as Bernard Herman or uh, or John Williams or uh, you know any of the any of the sort of classic greats. He's he's one of them. I I I love how you mentioned Copeland because I I, I hear that I, especially in in uh, in his Monsters Inc. soundtrack. There's just yes. so much Copeland influence in that. Yes, yes. He he there he, there's something he has he has he has taken from American music, both classical and pop and you know everything, and and managed to put it into his style, not just his composing uh for films, not just his string writing, but the um for for, for his songs, you know, the way he plays piano, it's just like a little orchestra. I um, I this is kind of a sidelight and doesn't really mean that much. But uh, I I have made records with a guy called Larry Goldings. He's a pianist, a, a famous jazz organist. He has a an organ trio that has made you know some really important records. He's a little bit younger than I. He's one of the most important uh, uh, jazz uh, uh, keyboardists of his generation and he also plays with James Taylor. Uh, he's, he's James Taylor's keyboardist. And I gave that record, the bitter end record, the, the Randy Newman live at bitter end to, 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 uh, to Larry, when we first met, when we first started writing songs back in the mid nineties, and he has taken what Randy does and put it into his jazz music. So when I hear his jazz records now, it's really cool. If you ever get a chance to listen to a, 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 a Larry Goldings record, especially if he's playing piano, there's, there's always just a little bit of Randy Newman. And I'm, 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 I've tried to turn as many to Randy Newman. A lot of people don't get, don't know about it. They just think, Oh yeah, he's the short people guy. Right. Right. And there, and the, the the width and breadth and 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 depth of Randy Newman's catalog, both as a as a songwriter and a composer, is just uh, it's massive. It's it's so amazing. I yeah, just, you, uh, yeah. We you you and I have both been spreading the word best we can. Uh, yeah, well, indeed, it's something special. All right, the last segment that we have is called this week's cover. And uh, normally that's when I recommend uh, a Randy song someone else has done. Uh, it's easy this week. In fact, <laughs> I, I may put together just a little Spotify playlist. Uh, uh, you know, Steiger sings Newman. And, and uh, thank and you. We'll put that out there because uh, I, I really love your interpretations of his work. Well, thank you very much. Curtis, I think that's about it. Thank you very much. How can people get uh, the album and and are are you active on the socials and and what's the best way for people to well the, curtisteigers.com it's just spelled c-u-r-t-i-s-s-t-i-g-e-r-s.com that's that's the gateway to everything all things me you go to curtisteigers.com uh, my record's available on all the platforms uh, uh you can you can buy it I, I prefer that you buy it as an lp or a cd but uh if you've got to download it uh, you know try uh, try one of them that pays a little bit more than the ones that don't and then if you absolutely have to stream it you know just be smart about where you uh, you get it from anyway yeah. um so th- yes i'm on the socials i'm on instagram which i'm the curtis tigers there because for some reason there are a lot of people who have decided to be curtis tigers or try to be curtis tigers on there it's, okay. rid- it's, it's the most ridiculous thing it's like couldn't you pick somebody at least that could make you a little more money than I would by <laughs> pretending. Um, so I'm there. 
I'm on Facebook, of course, Curtis Tigers, uh, and I'm on Twitter. I'm angry, I'm political, and I swear a lot on Twitter. I would stay away from it unless you like that sort of a thing. Um, and uh, what what else? Uh, uh, and once a week, every Wednesday, I have been doing, and I'm, it's kind of slowing up a bit now because I'm on the road. But Wednesdays, I do a live stream show. I started doing what? it. I started doing it during COVID, and it's just me with my guitar and my four dogs. Yes, I have four dogs. It's a sickness. Oh my gosh! Um, and and I just sing songs. You know, I'll sing a Randy Newman song, and then I'll sing a a Nilsson song, and then I'll sing one of my own songs, and then I'll sing a you know a a Niccolo song, and and it's it's not very jazzy. It's definitely more strummy and uh and kind of singer songwritery and then doggy there's lots of uh, you know we, we i do a, a section where i just give the dog treats and oh that, that seems that's to be wednesdays a, that's wednesdays in the united states that would be uh you know west coast it's uh, noon uh and east coast it's 3 p.m and uh, of course uh, it's one and i did that because a lot of my fans are in europe so they they sure. sort of get an, an after dinner show over there um, but I do that. I do that every Wednesday, except the Wednesdays that I don't because <laughs> uh, I'll be on the road. But if you check my if you check my uh, uh, website, all that info is there as well. And uh, my touring info is there. And uh, um, yeah, thanks for asking. Excellent. Well, Curtis, this has been an absolute delight. Thank you very much. There's hoping that your health bounces back and that you're, you're negative soon and and. and back on the road i usually i'm very negative uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm full of negativity i don't know why that the yeah i'm fine i don't feel bad at all anymore i'm so glad i i got triple vaxxed it uh, it it saved me from being sick uh, i you know i felt i felt kind of crappy for for 12 hours or 16 hours and then i just have sat in my room waiting for this to be over so uh <laughs> pray pray that my 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 little terribly thin line of positivity goes away and i can go back to being my old-fashioned negative self we we are all sending negative vibes your way <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks a lot curtis thank you good to talk to you Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel of Randy.